everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 133. Benjamin Yoder here today, talking about video games, although this will be the last somewhat normal podcast of the year, uh, as if you've, you know, if you've been around for the last, like, year, basically the last, if you've been around the last year, uh, basically the last, uh, uh, two weeks of this year, I will not be in the country, so I'm not gonna sit there and try to record a podcast or anything like that, so I, uh, pre-recorded some stuff, so, uh, on a, on the 23rd, I'm just gonna give you a quick little podcast rundown here, on the, on the 23rd of December, uh, I have a podcast that's basically going over my ranking of Final Fantasies, it's a very loose podcast, it's about an hour long, but, you know, an hour to talk about 15 plus games isn't enough time, but, you know, it's just how it was, so, so if you want, like, a general feeling about how I feel about every Final Fantasy game, that's a podcast you can listen to, uh, and then uh, the podcast after that, uh, will be on the 30th December, which is looking at racing games that were published by Nintendo on the GameCube, there's a lot of interesting, uh, I think I think the GameCube is an interesting time for Nintendo in terms of racing games because they they released a lot of them and they're all quite different. So so I basically kind of talk about all those games. That's more of a normal length podcast. It looks like look at the number here. It looks like it's about twenty minutes long, so not super long. And then also uh, at on January sixth, uh, which I will be back in America at that point, but I don't want to try to record a podcast as soon as I get back. <laughs> Uh, I have a podcast that is kind of like the Final Fantasy one, where I basically talk about every Monolith Soft title I've played, uh, but more in the history, like in the in the order I played them, rather than like any kind of ranking kind of thing. So, so yeah, that's what's coming up for the podcast stuff. Uh, the other content on the website is going to be kind of different too. Instead, because this actually is going to be a pretty packed episode in terms of uh, uh, news and stuff. Um, I'm going to try to go ahead and record a video that also kind of goes over, uh, what the publishing schedule will be and then put that up just like a vlog style video. Uh, I'm going to try to do that worst case scenario. If I can't get to do that, you know, it's not that long till I have to leave, uh, like four or five days. I'm, uh, I have a post that goes up on the website on the 21st that details everything and when it comes out, but I'll try to do a video that goes up on the YouTube channel specifically because I think a lot of people, uh, you know, only follow the YouTube channel and a lot of people also ignore the podcasts and streams. So if I can put something that's like very clearly like, Hey, here's a content outline kind of thing, uh, and, and talk about it that way. I'll, I'll have that go up. So if you want to see that in video form, I'll try to get that up. If by the 21st, you don't see anything, just go to the website. There'll be a post there goes over everything that's coming out. But yeah, so there's a, there's a, a surprising amount of news this week. Uh, I I mean, maybe not surprising. I didn't know there was going to be a state of play from Sony. And uh, the Game Awards were coming up. But I think the Game Awards, I'm, I'm always kind of not sure what my expectations are for that in terms of like announcements and things like that. Um, so, and then we have some like more traditional news stories here as well. Uh, but let's go, let's go ahead and go over the, I'm going to mix the state of play and game awards stuff together. There might be, there's some other stuff in here too. Basically, these are all, all games that had trailers that came out, uh, within the last week or so. Uh, but first things first, there was the Xbox Series X reveal, which, uh, you know, it, there's not a lot to it other than here's the form factor and here's the controller. I, I don't really remember anything about the controller, actually, now that I think about it. I didn't really look at it. I assume it's just like an Xbox One controller, but I didn't spend a lot of time focusing on it. But yeah, in terms of the actual console box itself, though, looks fine. Uh, I would say it doesn't like stand out to me. I mean, it definitely looks very different from the uh, Xbox One and the uh, the 360. It kind of reminds me of, like a big candle or something like that. Uh, but uh, but I don't think it looks it looks bad. I think it looks fine. Um, 
I think the biggest thing I've seen is people kind of getting all huffy about the name of the system. And, you know, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that Xbox Series X is a great name or that it's not confusing or something like that. But I will say that whenever a new console gets announced, the, the there's usually some kind of blow up about the name for the most part. Not all the time. I think the Switch was was pretty uh, pretty accepted pretty easily. But but there's a lot of blow up about the name on, on, on Nintendo and Microsoft consoles typically. And uh, sometimes it's justified, sometimes it's not. Um, I will say when it comes to Xbox, though, I feel like the Xbox, like, in, from a more mainstream phase, goes through, like, kind of two different uh, time periods in its name. Uh, when it first comes out, I always hear people who aren't involved in the game industry call it the new Xbox. And then about a year or two later, it just becomes Xbox. So so I don't know how much the Series X part, uh, you know, matters. But uh, it, it is definitely similar to, like, how with the Nintendo 3DS, you have the new Nintendo 3DS and stuff like that. And then you have the new 3DS XL and, and all that stuff. And um, I don't really know how much that like actually resulted in, in people being confused. Because I heard a lot of like, you know, uh, huffing and puffing about it online. But I really didn't, I really didn't hear of any like actual like confusion in stores, at least from like, you know, stories or anything like that. But I could be wrong. I, I've never worked retail or anything like that. So uh, I, I can't say if it's, uh, if it's actually a confusing thing, but I think the name only really is a part of the, the piece of the puzzle. I really don't think it'll be a big deal, but I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, it's a box. That's what it looks like. Congratulations. We'll find out more next year, I guess, probably. I think it's a holiday 2020 release date, so we better find out more next year. Uh, then there's the No More Heroes 3 trailer. I don't really have a ton to say about No More Heroes that I feel like I haven't said previously. I think the ongoing thing I have with, with No More Heroes is not a No More Heroes issue per se. It's a grasshopper issue of just, I feel like grasshopper is always just like coming just short of making a really good game. Uh, I feel like there are really nice things about their tone and some of the writing they do and, and mechanically... I think their games have been solid uh, when it comes to, like, the action games. Kind of like, uh, uh, what's that game called? Let It Die. Uh, uh, but I think when, when it comes to No More Heroes specifically, I just have really big concerns about the the writing in Travis as a character. I've said it before in my, my Travis Strikes Again video, but, like, Travis is just, he's, he's too, I think, too precious as a badass at this point. Like, he they they want him to be a, a well-worn assassin. And, um, I don't know. I think Travis works better as a dumbass than he does like a, a super cocky dude. And then all the fourth wall breaking writing and stuff, I think just is kind of, you know, past its, its novelty. You know, I don't need Travis to sit there and be like, but the gamers are going to complain if this action game has too much text all the time. Like, like, I think they need to lay off that stuff and stuff. So I really hope, uh, you know, No More Heroes find its way. But it, but in relation to this particular trailer, I do think, the, you know, the, the, what they showed was kind of interesting. It's, uh, you know, they, they basically pr- pitched it as like a ba- uh, 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 different game initially. I think it was, they were saying it was a game called Goddamn Superhero or something like that. But then it breaks and it actually is No More Heroes 3. Uh, but I think that tonally that, that trailer is like on, on, like right on. It's not the part of, of, no more heroes I have any really concern about. I think like even in Travis Strikes Again, the pre like pre game videos that would play for for individual levels were actually really good. Um, it's just the actual execution once you get into the level and the dialogue between the characters. I think that that is kind of annoying with Travis specifically. And and if you go back and look at the original No More Heroes three reveal trailer, minus the you know the the, the little teaser that's in the Travis Strikes Again. 
uh, you know, Travis still is very much just like the, ah, I'm the only hero around and I'm so cool or something like that. I don't know. It's just, I wish, I wish he, he was more flawed. I want Travis to be more, more of a flawed character. Um, you know, I like, I like that whole sequence of events with like, uh, uh, destroy man and like Travis being basically made fun of that whole fight and and falling into all his traps like super obvious stuff like I I feel like Travis needs something like that maybe not that specifically but he needs some kind of flaw that makes him feel more human rather than just the I'm the badass assassin so I don't know I'm looking forward to No More Heroes 3 I will definitely get it I'm I'm very excited to check it out uh when, when it comes around so and I did like Travis Strikes Again, I think, more than most people. Although, I think the back half of the game was a little uh, weak. So, there's also the Resident Evil 3 trailer. I don't have a ton to say about this. Although, I do like Carlos's new look. Uh, he looks fine, I think. I I, I, thought, I saw some people complaining that he wasn't faithful to the original design. I think Jill looks a little weird. I'm not sure what it is about her specifically. but But, I think Jill has gone through a lot of iterations but i feel like a lot of her more recent appearances have been very heavily based off her gamecube look uh like in terms of her facial structure and stuff and i feel like they're kind of reworking that for resident evil 3 so i don't know how i feel about it but it, it looks fine she looks fine as a, as a character i still haven't gotten around to playing resident evil 2 remake don't know if i will <laughs> uh but i would like to I was, I was looking at some of the the footage of that game again resident evil 2 remake and i'm just like i really should play this game this game's probably really really good and i think i would really like it so uh, I think, oh, so I, I didn't mention, there's also like a Nintendo's Indies event thing that happened, uh, and they announced Axiom Verge 2, but I've never played Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge is this weird thing where it's like, I still haven't played Super Metroid, so I don't want to play Met Axiom Verge. So there's like this, I have to do multiple steps of, uh, games before I get to want to play Axiom Verge, let alone Axiom Verge 2. Although I will say Axiom Verge 2, I like the aesthetics, but I very much like snowy environments and games and stuff. But anyways, the, the real game I want to talk about from that Nintendo Indies event was, uh, Skatebird, which I thought was really, really uh cute looking it's it's definitely low budget and i tell you like polish wise it's not quite there even in the trailer like some of the landing looks a little weird it's like sometimes they'll kind of like vibrate between the walls and stuff when they're landing tricks and things but if you don't know basically it's this uh you're a little bird on a skateboard kind of like a tech deck looking thing but you know since you're a little bird it's like to scale with you as a skateboard and you basically skateboard around rooms and stuff so it's like a bunch of ramps set up that are made out of magazines and things like that and um you know I think being like, oh, here's this animal video game is it can be kind of like, I don't know what you would call it, like a meme game kind of thing, like, you know, goat simulator and things like that. It's like, here's this ridiculous thing with these birds riding skateboards or whatever. But I think what what's important is that game is not only showing that it has uh, substance from its from a gameplay perspective, but it also is filling a space that I think is kind of empty. Like, I've, obviously, there's so many video games out there these days. I could be wrong about this. But I feel like there's not a ton of, like, open-world skateboarding games. You have a lot of stuff that's, like, on rails or things like that. But but I don't think you're seeing, like, a lot of Tony Hawk-style skateboarding games. And this game seems to really be pursuing that. And I'd imagine, like, from a from an animation perspective, doing the birds is probably, like, a, a super, like, great cost-saving measure of, like, hey, you can do tricks, but then birds don't have to animate like humans. So you can kind of just make it do whatever you want, you know? You don't have to worry about, like, making it believable because you're a bird on a skateboard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like the, the look of it a lot and I think it's a 2020 release date. I think they announced it at E3 2019, but they just showed a new trailer, uh, uh, this event, but I, I still think it looks really good. 
there's also Platinum Games' Babylon Falls with, a, I think it's a Square Enix published. I, I'm still, I'm having, I, I, I have not played that many Platinum Games. I've played uh, Wonderful 101, I've played Nier Automata, and I've played Metal Gear Solid Rising. I think that might be it. Uh, I do have Anarchy Reigns, but I still want to get Mad World first and play through that. Uh, I kind of wish Platinum had more variety in their games. I've talked about this before. I think I talked about it around the time that the uh, the uh, Grand Blue Fantasy action game got announced and things like that. But and maybe around the time like Actual Chain got announced. But like, I wish there. I wish when you when you saw a Platinum Games logo at the beginning of the trailer, you just didn't already know what it was gonna be. Like you just look at it and you're like, okay, yep. Like as soon as you see that Platinum Game trailer, it's like, okay. What art are they going to pop onto this this formula again? And I think there's something valuable about, you know, using a particular formula and tweaking it to make it feel like a different game. And I haven't played enough of these games to really say if there's, uh, you know, a lot different between them. But, like, from a from an outside perspective, at least at this point, I, I look at those games and I'm just like, another one of these? Like, like, another one of these from this company. And it's probably the same way I feel about, like, Arc System Works making a ton of fighting games. It's just like... Okay, you're making a one of these again. And and again, these like that's that's a very like outside viewer perspective kind of thing. Like if I, I'm sure if I was playing these games actively, I could sit there and tell you about all the different things in them and stuff. But uh but I kinda wish they were doing more different stuff like i don't i don't think i don't have a problem them create continue to create these types of games but i think the problem is, is that it's every game they do is this type of game and i i just want to see them do different things they used to do different things and maybe that's the problem maybe they 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 didn't succeed in doing those different things but i i really want to see them uh you know succeed but i, I really wonder like succeed in, in, in a different genre and i really wonder if you know uh, you know, the, the, the success of Nier Automata to some extent might be like, Hey, everybody just kind of wants one of those, you know, uh, that's not to say, you know, Bayonetta wasn't successful or something like that in the past or, or, or any of their other games. But I feel like Nier Automata was kind of a, a, a weird tipping point for them in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, Bayonetta has definitely been, been very strong. I don't know how well Bayonetta 2 sold. Anyways, I, I have nothing really to say about it. I think if you're excited for Babylon's Fall, that's cool. You, you should be excited for it. It's another Platinum game. Uh, I still would like to try Astral Chain. I like the aesthetics of that game to some extent. And uh, I still have Star Fox Zero as well. So, And I have not played that. So I should, I should sit down and play that. And then hopefully I'll like it so I can make a video about how everybody's wrong on the internet about Star Fox Zero being a bad game or something. <laughs> that, that's about how things go on this channel, right? <laughs> um... Uh, and then I also saw there's a trailer for Bullet Girls Fantasia's PC port. Uh, this is a, a PS4 and I think a Vita game that came out a while ago. And I bring it up because uh, Gun Gun Pixies is the same developer. I, I think it's called Shade Interactive or something like that or Shade something. Uh, they make uh, shooters, like I guess you could say erotic shooters is kind of their 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 main gimmick. Although in Bullet Girls Fantasia, which I think is a sequel to Bullet Girls... Uh, there's like melee combat and stuff too. Cause there's like, uh, knights and stuff like that with like swords and, and, and stuff. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I look at this game and, uh, I, I have a hard time finding something to love about it. Uh, I think the, the biggest problem is it seems just kind of like wave based and stuff. Like I like the, 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 the shooting parts of gun gun pixies aren't particularly engaging, uh, I think I think there's a lot of gimmicks in Gun Gun Pixies that make it like you know ultimately be larger than than its components. 
Like the individual parts of Gun Gun Pixies isn't great, but the the all the pieces put together make it uh, something great or something really cool at least. Um, and I look at Girl or Bullet Girls Fantasia, and I have a harder time seeing that. Maybe it's just because there's not like a very clear gimmick. Like, you know, in the case of, you know, Gun Gun Pixies, you're you're shooting at giant giant girls and having to, like, you know, aim at different body parts by kind of navigating around the room. Uh, but in Bullet Girls Fantasia, I feel like every every bit of gameplay I see that game is just a giant swarm of enemies running at the character and the character running backwards and shooting bullets at them or running forward and slicing them. And I'm like, I kind of wish I saw a better sense of... Of something unique or something so i don't know this this may be a topic that actually comes back up i'm i'm talking to somebody about potentially doing like a uh, gun gun pixies podcast with them hopefully we'll see <laughs> cross my fingers um uh but i'm talking to talking to them and and i and they've they've also played pull girls fantasia so i imagine that would probably be a topic if if i do get them on the on the show we'll see though i'm not gonna I'm not promising anything at this point it might just be a podcast with just me if i can't get anyone to talk to me about gun gun pixies i do want to talk about gun gun pixies in some way i just don't think i want to make a video about gun gun pixies and definitely not do a quick play and the last trailer on here is Death End Request 2, although really all I have to say about this, and I think I saw the original Death End Request game as well, this game just looks alright, and I think I felt this way about the original game. I, there may be a podcast where I'm just like, hey, this this game looks alright. Like, Death End Request is just like a weird, um, I don't know if it's weird, but it's like a, it's like a JRPG with like a strategy elements to it because you like have a board that you're like moving around in i think what what stood out to me in this trailer and i had a hard time figuring out if this is like a standard thing that happens with every attack or more specialized attacks but like when you would hit enemies they kind of like bounce around the arena so like you'd hit them and they'd, they'd bounce against the walls and smack into each other and do more damage i'm not sure if that's a core gimmick of the game or if that was just something they were trying to show off uh about like a character's moves or something like that but yeah death end request still looks pretty cool i probably will never play it but i would like to think i'd play it someday that's kind of it for trailer stuff uh for for this week or maybe more i can't remember when all these trailers came out but you know sometime in the recent past uh in terms of news stories uh love plus every is finally back on december 11th it, it relaunched and uh so you can if you've if you were playing love plus every you can get back in on it um tom james who who is a localizer uh uh, I don't I don't know quite what he worked on. I think he worked on yeast at some point and and some other stuff. I don't really know his background super well, but he, I know he's a a, a a a game localizer basically. Uh, and he's also has a is it a um Amanagari or something like that. He he does this whole like and has been doing this for years like these giant Twitter feeds where he's like basically doing a giant let's play of some visual novels that he loves and it's like yeah I can respect that that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the game though off the top of my head. Sorry. Uh, but he, he was playing it a bit and, uh, it seemed like basically his feelings were that the original DS game was kind of the better place to start still just cause the gotcha mechanics maybe kind of got in the way of the gameplay a bit. I, I, I really didn't gleam a ton about what he was saying, but I, I did read it and I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, I still need to f finish my time with the original Love Plus on DS, but, uh, yeah, it's a little discouraging because I guess to some extent, because like I, I felt like Love Plus DS from what I have played feels a little underwhelming. So hearing that the new one is underwhelming and that you should go play the original one is kind of like, eh. <laughs> I don't know if the series got better or not. I think, I mean, Love Plus Plus, I think was very much, uh, uh, improvement on love plus because i think it's the same game with more content 
But it sounds like everything after that, like New Love Plus and New Love Plus Plus, I think were the two things that happened. Um, I think those I, I hear generally mix things about now love plus every, it's also like, Hey, take it or leave it, take it or leave it. <laughs> so I don't know. I still need to finish up love plus on DS though. Someday, one day. And then also final fantasy crystal chronicles got delayed until summer. So that, I'm, I, I really not too concerned about that game really. Cause I always have way too many video games I need to play all the time. So if it gets delayed, I'm fine more time for me to go do other things first. Um, but uh, I, I'm kind of surprised how long this this port's coming to take along. I actually don't know when it was announced, but it was a while ago. Um, and I really wonder if it's just the the online part of the game just is really, like, you know, taking a toll on, on how that game is. Because, I mean, obviously, the kind of the core game itself is done. And, you know, they had to port it over and everything. Uh, but it sounds like they're also adding content and stuff like that, too. I think you can, like, customizable clothes and things like that, which were, I believe, was not possible in the original game. So uh, I'm just kind of surprised how long this game's been taken to, to get ported over. But, you know, I would assume building an online infrastructure for a game that previously had no network infrastructure at all uh, is probably pretty pretty challenging. So, but nothing really to do there. Summer 2020, we'll try to get it again. I still have Echoes of Time on the Wii I have not played, so... And then also there's a, a old Vita game, it came out in like, I think 2016 or something like that, called Hero Must Die Again. Uh, that is coming to PC uh, in English, which is, is just pretty cool. It's, it's kind of got like, and I feel like a lot of PSP and Vita games kind of have the like these, these weird fun gimmicks. Uh, but, uh, basically it has it where you're like a, a guy who's like, I think is like fighting the, the, essentially the shadow Lord or something like that. And, and you die and, and you get revived and you have five days to kind of like wrap up your loose ends and stuff like that, uh, after you die. So they revive you. And then over time, over the course of those five days, you get weaker and weaker and stuff. Uh, so you have to use that time frame to, to kind of, uh, create different endings i think they said like they're like 40 plus endings depending on what you do in your five days and uh you know you build up team members and stuff that get stronger and stronger while you get weaker and weaker and you can't like equip the same armor and stuff anymore and so you have to keep it in weaker armor and things like that so i thought it was like a silly concept and i think more than anything i'm just really happy to see these psp games and vita games whether they've been localized or not uh coming out on steam um it's, it's just really cool that that, that stuff is still you know, getting pulled back out. And I don't know how many people are buying them and like how successful they're being, but I'm really glad to see them, them kind of poking their heads back out again, especially if they haven't been localized before, because, you know, I, I honestly, like, I don't know if I ever heard of this game before. I probably, I probably at some point glanced past it and was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then never thought about it again. So, and I probably will never think about it again, but, <laughs> but in this moment, I think it's very cool. Whew, and that's kind of it for the news this week. In terms of, I, I didn't really talk about any games I played. I played a little bit more Shenmue 3. Nothing really new there. Not going to be able to finish Shenmue 3 before I go to Japan, unfortunately. So, oh well. We tried. Um, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll put some time into it this week. But I imagine, I imagine a good chunk of this week is probably going to be me focusing on making sure I'm ready uh, to, to travel and stuff. Um, and I also kind of impulsively... Uh, so, I streamed uh, Kaminazo... Uh, if you can't tell by my voice, I'm a little sick right now. Not a ton, but a little bit. Um, and I was also sick during that Kaminaza stream. And I actually kind of started feeling pretty bad while I was streaming. Um, and I, I, I quit that part of the stream fairly early. I'm not really sure how much more I want to stream Kaminazo. The, the, I like Kaminazo a lot. And, and it's a fun 
But I think from a tr stream perspective, it's a lot of stress when I get stuck. And it's a lot of pressure to... Like, I don't think it's good to sit there and use the guide all the time. And I think it, it, it's being on stream. It, it tempts me more to check to see what the guide says. And yeah, it gets me past some hurdles and stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't know. So I'm, I'm a little undecided on the Kaminazo stream stuff. Definitely let me know if you like watching them. Because I'd say at this point, um, you know, for me personally and how I view them, I, I think they might not be the best content to put out. For, for stream stuff, but I will definitely play through the rest of it. I think, you know, whether I'd be cheating my way through or, or actually, you know, going through in, in full, uh, how it should be played through. But, um, but yeah, if you do like that content, let me know. I will, I will try to continue to do that. Otherwise, uh, you know, if I decide to not do that anymore, we might just go back to Martian Gothic and just focus on that for now. Either way, we're going to go back to Martian Gothic. It just depends on when we get there. Uh, right now, I think we're nine puzzles into Kaminazo, and I think there's like 20 or something like that. So we're almost halfway through the game, something like that. Um, and then impulsively, because I wasn't really feeling up to it, and uh, and I didn't want to just like bail on the stream immediately since somebody was still there. Alex was still there. Um, I was like, all right, well, <laughs> let me buy Mochia Girl. And Mochia Girl is a fun game. Uh, it came out on the on the day I was streaming, actually. And uh, I, I talked about it on the podcast a, a few days or a few weeks ago. But basically, it's like a, your little girl with like a ball of mochi that extends out. And depending on the type of surface you attach that mochi to, it does different things. So if you attach it to a ceiling, it will like swing you. If you attach it to a wall, you'll pull yourself to it. If you attach it to ice, you like pull vault yourself and, and a bunch of other stuff like that. Um, it was really cool. It was really fun. And the movement feels really good. That's, I think that's what's important. The physics could get a little wacky sometimes. Um, and I feel like, th I feel like there should be more, uh, velocity to swinging sometimes too. Like sometimes you'll swing and you go up more than you go to the right or the left. And if you try to like adjust it to go right more, sometimes you just kind of like fall straight, not straight down, but you don't really get the momentum you you, I was expecting at least. Um, and then some of the, some of the design, like in terms of swinging around edges and stuff can be a little weird. Cause sometimes you go to try to, you try to swing forward, but it like kind of swings you backward. And, and so you like, will hit walls and stuff that you typically wouldn't, wouldn't hit. So I think there could have been a little bit more done with the physics of the game, but I think overall it's very good, um, as a game itself. And it, it's like, it's like a 40 minute game. So it's like super easy to kind of blast through. Then there's like a second, uh, second, uh, challenge you can do for each of the levels where basically you have a timer and you have to get little clocks to extend your timer or else you just die during the levels so so it makes you kind of go through the levels quickly but they're the same levels as the main campaign basically and um i will say the main campaign again is like about 40 minutes or so and then it's probably another like you know 40 minutes to an hour depending on how good you are on the second part that game is close to 30 bucks digitally, so it is not cheap. Uh, and so, you know, if, if money is no value to you, I think it's a great thing to check out. I think you really should. Uh, if you if you are, uh, if money is a concern for you, I really have a hard time recommending the game, unfortunately. But it is really cool. I like the, the, the quality that's there is is good. Uh, for the type of game it is, I mean, it's a Dojin game, so so or or at least in that st style uh, of game, it feels very much like a one man job. I'm pretty sure in the, in the in the actual credits, it's just one person's name through all of it. And I don't want to like criticize the price too much from a like, oh, was was the work worth it? But from like a value compared to other games kind of thing, it's definitely very like you can get 
RPGs that are hours and hours and hours long for that price. This you get like less than an hour of gameplay. So again, it's not like the gameplay that's there is not bad, but if you go and watch the trailer, you basically see everything that game has to offer. And so if you're like, well, that looks cool, but I need more from the game. Uh, I think you're not going to get more from it, unfortunately. So I was jealous. They had like an event like uh, over the last couple months where they were we were showing it off and they had like little mugs and uh, and towels and stuff. And I was like, ah, I want <laughs> I want Mochia Girl uh, mugs and towels. But uh, unless they're at Comic Head, I, I doubt I'll be able to get it. So rest in peace. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I think that's it for this week. Again, thanks for coming. Um, you know, this will be my last time that I get to talk to you guys directly from the from the new year outside of if I do that other video. Everything is pre-recorded and ready. So, you know, um, yeah, I, um, that's 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 kind of it. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think I mentioned it last week, but just so you know, and because I... It, I'm in the videos that I've recorded. I didn't really know what I was doing, uh, for the next month or two. So I couldn't really give an answer, um, because I pre-recorded them like a month ago at this point. Uh, in terms of new video stuff, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torn of the Golden Country will be the next, uh, review. I don't know how many people really need to hear a review of that game, but I feel like there are things I've been wanting to say about that game for a while. And I, I really just want to put that stuff out there and 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 solidify my feelings and it, it feels appropriate given i've done a xenoblade chronicles 2 review admittedly it's one of my least popular reviews and also um i'm a big monolith soft fan and i feel like i don't really have a lot of monolith soft coverage coverage on my website in general to be honest uh so so i'd like to expand that a bit more and you know it may not be what makes the most sense from a viewer perspective unfortunately but my YouTube channel is also very much just kind of what I want to do, um, which hopefully benefits you guys because I, I pretty much just chase down the weird stuff I like, uh, even if it's not super weird, like a Xenoblade Chronicles game or something like that. But uh, but yeah, and then uh, and then, you know, once once I get back, I'll probably, you know, have a pretty light content flow early on, just kind of the streams and podcasts while I get that video pulled together and everything. But uh but there will be a lot of stuff going up over the Christmas holiday. So so keep checking in. Again, I'll put up a video this week that kind of goes over the entire schedule. Uh but yeah, for the podcast though, we'll go up the same time as always, Mondays at 9 a.m. It'll be there. So keep on checking in. Uh and, and hopefully hopefully it's content you like. Uh otherwise, that's gonna be it. Thanks for coming. Thank you again for this year. A lot of people jumped on board this year. So I really appreciate everybody who's, who's stuck around and, and, and like my stuff. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, why, why do all these people want to hear me talk about this stuff? But you know, I don't know. I, I think I just have kind of a weird set of tastes in games and a kind of a weird perspective on some games. So I'm hoping that's, I'm hoping that's benefiting you at least in terms of being entertaining or something like that. Um, but yeah. Thank you again. WonkShortPort.com is the website, and I hope you have a great holiday. Bye.